You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Green and Gold History. 50-plus years of stories, championships, and colorful characters. This is A's Baseball. This is Green and Gold History. Hi again, Vince Catronia with you. Hope you've enjoyed our countdown of the top 50 greatest games in Oakland history. A totally subjective list, and we've gotten from number 50 to number 46. Now the next five, from 45 to 41, they feature the most unusual opening night in baseball history. Also a 10-run comeback. Sonny saves the day. Bob Melvin comes to Oakland. And Cinco de Oh No. Those are the five, 45 to 41, the next on the Top 50 Countdown here on A's Cast. The path here was there was some trepidation about whether or not we'd even get here. And, you know, we relied on everybody to take care of themselves and, and stay in a bubble as best they can. And I think everybody around the league has done a phenomenal job. You look at the numbers of, you know, just normal population, and you look at the number, numbers that, that baseball's had to this point, it's been fantastic. You know, the next step obviously will be travel uh, on the road, but I think everybody breathes a sigh of relief that we've gotten to this point today, and I think everybody's encouraged that, that we can get this thing in. And with that, from manager Bob Melvin, began the most unique baseball season in history. Delayed until July 24th, a 60-game sprint instead of a full 162-game schedule, with no fans allowed at the ballpark, and worldwide concern for a virus that wreaked havoc everywhere. Just being able to play that game places opening night 2020 as the 45th greatest game in Oakland history. The A's open at home against the Los Angeles Angels. Frankie Motas drew the opening night start versus Andrew Heaney, and experienced early trouble in the top of the first inning. And now here's the 2-2 pitch to Pujols. And Montas delivers. Swung on it, missed a high fastball. He gets him and ties him up inside. Montas works out of it. The Angels leave three. They fail to score with the A's coming up in the bottom half. Down 1-0 in the bottom of the fourth, Ramon Laureano stepped up and delivered Oakland's first run of 2020. 1-2 breaking ball, pulled deep down the left field line. Upton barely moves up, over, and out for Ramon Laureano. It's a hanging curveball from Andrew Heaney and ties the game at one. 24 home runs a year ago for Laureano. And he collects the A's first of the 60-game sprint of 2020. Something else different around Major League Baseball? Canned crowd noise and an attempt to provide some normalcy in a very non-normal year. On to the bottom of the eighth, and the Angels back in front 2-1. to one. The A's showed quick strike capability to regain the lead. Matt Chavin's waiting on deck. Simeon measures his lead. Pujols holding him on. He's running, and the pitch is lined down the right field line. A base hit in the corner. Simeon's around second. He's going to third. They're going to wave him. He's rounding third. The throw will come back to the infield, and the A's have tied it up. On a double down the right field line by Laureano. Two to two in the bottom of the eighth. Ramon leads the pitch to Matt. Is swung on, driven to right field. Good one going back. He's at the track. He's right to the wall. And it's over his head, off the wall. It's in play. Laureano had to wait. Now he's around third. Comes to the plate. He scores. And Chapman winds up at third. 
and the A's have taken the lead. Throughout the course of 2020, the A's success winning the West was in large part due to closer Liam Hendricks. But on opening night, the Angels were not done in the ninth. The infield is slightly to pull, and Liam throws and swung on and hit to right field, hit well. Piscotty back at the track, he'll turn, and this game is tied. Do you believe that? That quickly, Jason Castro has tied the game with a home run above the out-of-town scoreboard into the seats in the bleachers, and the A's and the Angels now in a 3-3 tie in the top of the ninth. And now, the most unique thing in MLB history. A placed runner at second base started the 10th inning with nobody out. An experiment that was already in play in the minors and brought to Major League Baseball in 2020 to speed up extra inning games. For the Angels, that meant the previous innings last out, Shohei Otani would be at second base. But fortunately for the A's, there was gold at both corners. Laureano a step toward left center. Here comes the 2-2. Breaking ball, bounce the first glove by Olsen. He's going to throw to third. Nice short off by Chapman. They've got Otani in a rundown. They throw back behind Otani. Simeon has it. Now back to Chapman. Chapman chasing him back, and he will tag Otani out in the baseline. So the lead runner, who's at second base with nobody out, is out in a rundown. The Gold Glovers combining Matt at first. Matt at third starting the play, and Otani is erased for out number one. The A's placed Marcus Simeon at second in the bottom of the tenth, still tied at 3-3. A hit by pitch and a walk gave Matt Olson a chance with the bases loaded to end the most unusual opening night in dramatic fashion. Milner, a sidewinder, his first pitch, breaking ball, drill, deep right. This game is over. How far is it going to go? It will clear the seats. It's a grand slam. What a way to walk off opening night for Matt Olson. Didn't waste a moment. First pitch, and see you later. This historic night of Major League Baseball in extra innings. It goes to the Athletics. Olsen is home after Simeon, Laureano, and Davis. And the A's walk off the Angels 7-3. Baseball was finally back. Two teams holding a unity cloth prior to the first pitch. Batting practice t-shirts fighting for social injustice. And a heart-stopping finish. Just hearing Matt Olson's reaction to the day says it all. Kind of at a loss for words for, uh, you know, everything in total. Um, obviously a, a moving ceremony to start. Uh, on top of that, opening day, you know, the, the butterflies is normal. We've been waiting along for so long in quarantine, so, you know, even heightened a little bit. And, uh, go to the extras, like you said, first time with the runner on second. So, um, you know, just, just a wild day, and uh, glad we got the win. It was fun. July 24th, 2020, an opening night to remember, and the 45th greatest game in Oakland history. The date, July 20th, is etched in world history marking the moment in 1969 when Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Fast forward on that date 40 years later at the Coliseum, what the A's accomplished against the Minnesota Twins felt nearly as impossible. A comeback so improbable, it comes in at number 44 on the list of greatest games in Oakland history. The A's that season finished 75-87, and 87, their third consecutive losing season, and were still years away from returning to the postseason. The night before, the A's lost one to nothing. 
on this night. Gio Gonzalez and Nick Blackburn were the starters, and the Twins wasted little time building their lead with a Jason Kupel home run to make it 3-0 in the first. Oakland did score two in their half of the first inning, but Minnesota was relentless, and former league MVP Justin Morneau stepped on the gas in the second. Here's the 3-2. The runners go, and it's swung on and drilled down the right field line. If it's fair, it's a grand slam, and it is gone. A line drive grand slam down the right field line just inside the foul pole by Justin Morneau. And 7-2 Minnesota. Part of a two-homer, seven-RBI game for the Twins' first baseman. It continued to get worse. Gio was out of the game. Santiago Casilla in relief. And Jason Kupel gave the Twins a lead they probably thought would stand up. Casilla readies, and he offers. Fastball smoke Man. back up the middle. A base hit by Kubel. Turning at third is Kadir. Here comes the throw by Hairston. It's cut off by Barton. Kadir slides in. It is 12-2 Minnesota. Down 10 runs in the bottom of the third. And the odds of success at that point seemed like a shot at the moon. But back came the A's, and Derek Barton started the process. Derek Barton stands in, drives at the left center field, on the run of span to the track, at the wall, jumps at the wall, can't get it. It is gone. Derek Barton with a two-run shot. He scores Jack Cust. And the A's now trail at 12-5. While Morneau had his moments, Matt Holliday, who wouldn't even finish the season with Oakland, had his best night as an A. His fourth inning bolt kept the A's moving forward. A swing and a high fly ball by Holiday to deep left. Back is Young, and this one will clang off the steps. Matt Holiday, a two-run shot, his 10th home run of the year. He is three for three tonight and trying to bring the A's closer. They now trail 12 to 7. Things quieted down until the bottom of the seventh, and the A's were still trailing by six runs. Then Orlando Cabrera doubled in two runs, and the deficit was down to four. But on this most unique night for the A's, in the span of just two pitches, the A's staked their claim to the greatest comeback ever. One ball and two strikes to righty's pitch. Fastball driven. Deep right center field. Looking up is Kadir. It's at the wall. It's a grand slam. Matt Holliday has tied this game at 13. His second home run tonight. Hairston, Cabrera, and Ellis all wait for the Holiday crossing of home plate. And the A's have come all the way back. And they start this game over. 13, a lucky number tonight for Matt Holiday and the Athletics. Uh-oh, Jack Cust swings, greets Mahares, drive the center, back over and out of here! Jack Cust has hit it out on Jose Mahares. And the A's are in front, 14 to 13. Cust with his 16th home run of the year. And the A's are now in position for maybe the greatest comeback in Oakland A's history. Lunar landing anniversary and a 10-run comeback. And there was still something to punctuate this night with a final play shocker. 
Now the 1-0 pitch, and it's in the dirt. It gets away from Suzuki. He can't find it. It's back to the screen. He still can't find it. Around third, Kadire. Go to the plate, the tag. Out at the plate, and the ball game is over. And the Twins can't believe it. The greatest comeback win in Oakland A's history ends on a play at the plate. On a wild pitch that got away from Suzuki. It carried back toward the screen. He couldn't find it. Finally, he twisted around. He picked up the baseball. He fired to the plate. Wurtz was covering at the plate. Kadire trying to come all the way around from second to score on the play. And a bang-bang play. The Twins are incensed. Ron Gardenhire was nose-to-nose with the plate umpire Mike Walensky, but the ball game ends on a play at the plate as the Oakland A's come back from a 10-run deficit and win the ball game tonight by the final score of 14-13. Holiday had two home runs and six RBIs in the win, and a response to what in the world just happened out there. Crazy. You know, you get down big early like that. Um, but, you know, we swung the bats really well early in the game, and we even let a couple opportunities get away from us, and uh, we just kept after it and, and kept tying runs and rallies together, and um, you get a couple big hits, and then Jack, you know, comes up with a big home run to, to take the lead. I don't know, and then our bullpen held it down, and crazy play to end the game, and fitting. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, it was fun. We had a lot of fun, and somehow we came back and won. July 20th, 2009, an astronomical comeback and the 44th greatest game in Oakland history. I remember talking to him like two weeks before that. At some point, talking about like getting a reliever loose. And he's like, yeah, I, I, there's only a handful of times in my career where I've never had to get a reliever loose, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. I remember telling him like, I want to do that. Like, I want to pitch a game where you don't even have to think about getting a reliever loose. Like, that'd be dominating, right? So I told him before that game, I told Bo Mail, and I was like, hey, you're not have to get a reliever loose today. At that time, in Sonny Gray's career, he had already pitched in two postseason games and logged over 200 innings in a season. But September 28, 2014, the A's needed all that he could muster to get the A's back to October baseball. September 28, 2014, ranks number 43 on our top 50 list. Oakland was a two-time AL West champion as the 2014 season got underway, but they flipped the script in a way that was unique to the A's. Instead of the usual second-half sprint, they jumped to a 59-36 and record and led the West by a game and a half. Then on July 31st, Billy Bean made a bold stroke, trading Juanis Cespedes to the Boston Red Sox for proven postseason winner John Lester. While Lester's 2.35 ERA and 11 starts showed his medal, the offense began to lose their edge. By September, the A's were five games back and fighting to regain some momentum. Needing two wins to prevent the Seattle Mariners from overtaking them, the A's lost two of their first three in their final series against Texas, while the Mariners kept winning, setting up the fantastic finish on Sunday. Facing Nick Martinez, the A's opened the scoring in the second with Josh Reddick. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and that swung on a five-ball center field. Martin going back, turning around at the track, right to the wall, and it's off the wall. It's in play. Moss is to third. He's around third. He's going to score, and Reddick is going to third with a triple, and the A's take the early lead. It's 1-0 Athletics. Sonny was cruising through the Rangers and squashed the mid-game rally with some help from the defense. Sonny Gray. At the belt, and pitch number 62 will be on the way. 
And here it is. And that swung on. Bounce to third. Donaldson's got it. He goes to second. Relay to first. The A's go around the horn. And Gray escapes. As the Rangers at first and third and nobody out. First the strikeout of Sardinius. And now Rosales bouncing around the horn into the 5-4-3. And after five complete, it's still 2-0 Athletics. The Mariners, with Felix Hernandez on the mound, are winning again. And the A's had only a 2-0 lead heading to the top of the ninth. But Jet Lowry gave the team the extra insurance they needed. Lowry taps the plate with his bat. Deep in the box, a close stance. Hall on third base side of the rubber. And here's the 3-2 pitch. Swung on, bounced to second. But Odor went the wrong way. And two runs are going to score. And going from first to third is Reddick. And the A's take a 4-0 lead. It looked like a double play ball. And Odor, the second baseman, broke over toward the bag. And the ball went to his left. And it's 4-0 A's. And scoring was Burns from third. And behind him, Fold scored from second. Lowry is at first as the A's double their lead. Do you believe that? With more of a cushion, Gray went back to work to close it out and did as promised, finishing what he started in the bottom of the ninth. Jake Smolinski back to the plate, plants his back foot. And Gray, first base side of the rubber at the belt. And now the 1-1 delivery, and here it is, and it's swung on a high drive left center field. Full going back, he's to the track, and he's right to the wall. He's there, he squeezes it, and the A's have won it. Three consecutive years in the postseason for the Oakland A's. They vault out of the dugout. They're piling on between the pitcher's mound and the first baseline. Man, it wasn't easy. But the 2014 Oakland A's got the job done on the last day of the season. And behind a sensational pitching performance, a six-hit shutout by Sonny Gray. The A's have beaten the Rangers. It's on to the wild card game in Kansas City on Tuesday for the A's. 4-0 the A's over Texas. Sputtering to the finish line, the A's 4-0 win behind Sonny Gray's 103-pitch complete game masterpiece got them back to the postseason for the third consecutive year. And in the victorious locker room, teammate Stephen Vogt had the right perspective on Sonny's day on the mound. I saw a Bulldog on the mound tonight. I, there was no way he was letting anybody get in scoring position. There was no way he was letting a run in. And he had that determination, and there was no way he was coming out of that game either. And that's what Sonny Gray does right there. You know, he steps up in big, big times. You would never know how old he is or, or how, by the way he carries himself on that mound, his mound presence and the way he just is a bulldog going after the other team. I mean, you can't say enough about the way he pitched. That was the exact outing we needed today, and he came up big for us. Win to get in. Gray and the A's got it done on September 28, 2014, the 43rd greatest game in Oakland history. As we wind our way through the top 50 games in Oakland history, there are great individual achievements, moments forever etched in our memory, unforgettable seasons, and of course, postseason magic. But trying to end a 10-game losing streak in the middle of a losing season on the south side of Chicago? As we look back, it turns out that on June 10th, 2011, that date deserves a place on this list. In at number 42, because that date marks the first win for Bob Melvin as manager of the Oakland Athletics. I remember the day as much as any day in my baseball career because 
I basically knew very few people on that team. I had no relationships with anybody on the team. And literally, and I've said this before, I had to wait till a player passed me to see the name on his back of the uniform to know who it was. And we lost the first game, and I remember thinking to myself, I, I don't know how well this is going to work. I, I don't know if this is this is the place to, for me. 9-4 was the final in that first game, and that marked the A's 10th consecutive loss. The A's faced future A Edwin Jackson on a chilly Friday night. The A's did score first on a Josh Willingham single, but the White Sox countered in the bottom of the first with their team captain. Quinton leads at first, Barton holding on the bag, and a high, deep drive, left center field. Crisp is back to the track. He is going to watch it fly, and a two-run home run for Paul Canerco. And that quickly, the White Sox take a 2-1 to lead. The A's, playing for their new manager, tied it up once again with Cliff Pennington in the third. Jackson stretches and offers, and the pitch rolled right past the mound weakly, charging it on the bare hand and missing it is Beckham, so Pennington is safe at first. Weeks is home from third, and we're tied at two. An infield RBI single, a jam shot for Pennington, as Beckham tried to use the bare hand play, the do-or-die chance, again because of a different factor with the A's in that two spot, and that's the speed of Pennington forcing the issue, and it paid off as Cliff gets his 18th RBI. But Grant Godfrey couldn't keep the A's in the game and was lifted from Michael Wirtz. Facing another future A, Adam Dunn in the bottom of the fifth. Oakland fell further behind. Wirtz has won one pitch. Here it is. And Dunn hits a line drive into right field. That's going to be a base hit. Brzezinski scores a third. Dunn singles to right. And it's 5-2 Chicago. Even with Weeks with a shift playing his short right field going to his left, he couldn't flag it down. And Dunn singles, a three-run bottom of the fifth, and 5-2 to two White Sox. Fast forward to the ninth inning. The A's trailed 5-3, and Sox closer Sergio Santos quickly retired Pennington and Connor Jackson. Two outs, no one on base, and staring at an 11-game losing streak. But Oakland managed an improbable comeback. Two walks and a hit-by-pitch suddenly filled the bases, and up to the plate steps Scott Sizemore, just over from the Detroit Tigers in only his third Oakland game. Well, this was quite an entrance. And we'll see what Scott Sizemore can do here. The big set by Santos, his 1-0 pitch. Fastball belted, left center field, way back in the alley. Rios on the run, he can't get it! It's off the bottom of the wall, it's going to clear the bases. To Jesus, Barton, Suzuki, all home. Scott Sizemore has lifted the A's. A four-run ninth inning, and Oakland leads it seven to five. Euphoria in the A's dugout. Melvin's memories of that night not only focused on the key moment of the game, but his new team's reaction. What I remember the most is Scott Sizemore's hit, and that it, it felt like a bomb went off in our dugout and I looked to the right of me and Hideki Matsui had jumped out onto the field to, to you know, to high five the guys that were scoring and it just felt like this is bigger than just a, a game during the middle of the season. The man from the Bay Area who chose the number six to honor one of Oakland's yesteryear heroes, Sal Bando, got his first A's victory and now Six postseasons later, he is the current longest-tenured manager in Major League Baseball with the same team. Sizemore had the moment, but the Athletics found their manager, and now he has managed the most games in Oakland history. June 10, 2011.
Bob Melvin's first win as the A's manager is our 42nd greatest game in Oakland history. I hope you've enjoyed the memories of our first selections of the 50 greatest games in Oakland history. Incredible moments and excitement and a chance to relive some special times. But when you compile a list of this size, it can't all be rainbows and puppies. There have to be a few games that have just made you pull your hair out. So, with that in mind, cue the mariachis. And we present game 41 on our top 50 list. Yes, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2000. And the A's are on the road against the Texas Rangers. You see, back then, the Rangers had won three of the last four AL West crowns, while the A's had not been to the postseason since 1992. But that year would mark the turning of the tide for the green and gold, but just not on this night. This wild evening began with the Rangers jumping ahead 5-0 in the second inning, but the A's tied it at 5 in the top of the fifth. Down two runs at the top of the sixth inning. Oakland went to work hoping they would have enough offense on this night. And Grieve hits a drive in the left center field. That's alley bound. That will roll to the wall. Here comes Long. Here comes Giambi under control. Racing around third and pumping toward the plate comes Signs, And the A's are back out in front on a three run. Ben Grieve double. Back then, the ballpark in Arlington was a hitter's paradise with a home run happy jet stream to right center field something Jeremy Giambi latched on to following Grieve in the sixth. Our show ready again from the stretch. Jeremy drives it hard, deep to right field, and that is overbound. Jeremy Giambi blasts one out to right field on a two-strike count. Two more runs scored, and the A's have themselves a five-run sixth. It is now 10-7. to seven. In the seventh, a Tejada two-run single and a Grieve ground out kept pushing Oakland ahead. But then Adam Pyatt stepped in, hoping this swing would give the A's enough breathing room. Pyatt rips it to left, way back. This is way out of here. Adam Pyatt goes way back in left, deep into the lower deck. Two more. Adam Pyatt's second major league home run, 15-7 athletic. Ah, but there would be plenty more offense still to come. Texas got three in the seventh to trail by five, but Oakland countered again with Terrence Long. There's a swing and a high fly ball in the right field. Going back, McDonald looking for the seats, and the ball will land in the seats for a home run. Terrence Long goes deep to right. T. Long's blast in the eighth gave Oakland a 16-10 lead, but still not enough. Three two-run singles in the bottom of the eighth inning off of Mike Magnanti from Rafael Palmero. Luis Alasea and Scott Sheldon incredibly tied the game at 16. And that score carried to the bottom of the ninth inning with Jeff Tam on the mound. Two on, one out, and a chance to get to extra innings until this happened. A look back, and the pitch on the way. A slow bouncer back off of Tam. It comes over to third. The bases are loaded. Holy Toledo. It looked like he might have had a double play ball but the ball squirted off his glove. So, bases loaded, outfield plays in, and Mike Lamb comes to the plate, and well, you know the rest of the story. Three and two, one out. Lamb to the plate again. Swing, a drive in the deep center field. Ball game over. It'll go as a single, but it's a long drive. Plating Rodriguez, and the Rangers have come from an eight-run deficit to defeat the Athletics 
on a night that you wouldn't conjure in your wildest alcoholic dreams. 17-16, Mike Lamb, a 182 hitter, finishes off the evening. The Texas Rangers have beaten the Athletics. Yes, and an unforgettable night that had A's fans and maybe even the late great Bill King reaching for the tequila. The epic Cinco de Mayo game, May 5th, 2000, is number 41 on our all-time list. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.